What's up? What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing this fine, fine Sunday? Right before we go back slaving for the man tomorrow. So I'm saying these weekends aren't long enough, man. They're not long enough. They're not, man. How's everybody doing so far? Char, let me start with you. How's her? How you doing? So you know. Oh, you can't that way. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's time while I look back. Oh, I need a little silence, y'all. Um, <laughs> there are times I looked over in my life and those moments that I was struggling in thermodynamics dynamics and chemistry, trying to fight to get that C and just wonder, what was it all for? <laughs> what? <laughs> and those moments where, you know, I go into this corporate job and have to deal with these microaggressions and white folks that want me to kind of fail and just always wonder why I keep on that. And it's moments like when you have to move and do manual labor and drive U-Haul trucks and realize that you're allergic to manual labor, that this is what, this is what it was all for. It was for these moments. <laughs> to pay somebody else? Yep. To pay somebody else. I didn't expect the end to that. I didn't, know <laughs> that I, I didn't know where you was going with that one. You wrapped it up nicely, I will say. Yeah, <laughs> it was all for this. It was all for these moments that okay. I don't want to do manual labor. And it's like an M Night Shyamalan ending, man, where it just, it just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it, well, I was connected. You know, I was connected, but yes, yeah, so that's what I've been my weekend. Okay. Um, it's been crazy. It means it's fought like three times since we um. <laughs> I get a chance to tell Daryl the latest story of what happens. So but yeah, it's been a now. I think we almost divorced like three times, like this whole weekend, <laughs> you know. But the part, the first, but the plus side is that we got, we get the first drop off to today, and the rest of the stuff should be gone over Tuesday. So, well, yeah, that's what been my weekend, kind of. Okay. Come to that realization. Oh, and I'm also off. I'm not working for the man tomorrow or Tuesday, but the, oh, snap. the downside to that is that I'm moving. So, is it really a win? Is it really uh, off? Are you really off? <laughs> so, so, hey. so. so what about you Hop? Oh, i'm chilling man i mean i'm chilling i'm just pushing through this thing called life we just pushing so uh, your energy <laughs> your energy tonight man i don't know man it's uh it's been a draining day it's been draining but i actually um i actually feel you man so a little bit i i watched the did y'all watch the kanye west documentary on netflix I watched the first part and part of the second, but I didn't get All right, to it. I'm saying no. Are you, are you not going to watch it? No, I don't give money to Kanye West. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily him doing it, though. Well, it's, 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 he had nothing to do with it. So it was all his footage. But he he had yeah. his yeah. direction. It was also nothing that some of them already paying for. So, yeah, but but he, has to be, he has to be making some money off of it if they're using his name and his likeness. No, you can yeah. make a documentary about anybody you want. I can make a documentary about you and just call it, you know, unofficial. So I know, but he called it. He called it. Uh, well, it's called genius. It's all video footage. No, you seen like the uh, through the wire video. If you remember through the wire video, it's like that, but like a huge documentary. So it's these little at home kind of videos of somebody who just had the forethought to say one of his friends to say. I'm gonna videotape this this no name rapper, and he just happens to blow up. 
I was looking at it like, how many people are just going to start documenting their friends who rap and it ain't going to work out? Yeah. But There'll be a lot of dead tapes out there. Useless <laughs> tapes. Right, yeah. So the reason I ask you this, and Hob, I, I definitely understand why you wouldn't watch it. Kanye West is an asshole. What he's doing, even Kim Kardashian, is down almost criminal. Yeah. So I, I do understand why you wouldn't support him. But if you watched episode three, episode three is when his mom passes. And that's when you really see the shift of his behavior. Him wilding out, him saying all this stuff was really after his mom passed. And it was like, she almost like, was like the glue that held him together. And soon as she passed, he didn't re- it didn't seem like he dealt with her passing. Yeah. And, and what I kind of reconciled, first of all, my mom has passed. So I can do it like that. But I was just these, what I, what I thought about was these times in your life where it's like a fork in the road where you can make a decision. And, and these things that could happen, for me, it was like losing my son. I could have been almost that route of where Kanye was because I isolated myself. I put myself deep in work, almost did what he did. But luckily, I had people around me to help me pull me out of it. But I kind of felt for him, in a sense, even though still what he's saying is completely psychotic. And mm-hmm. when he when he um, when he was on the when he was running for president, they had that scene. He forgets all the other random shit he does, but he only dwells on the abortion comment. Like he was like, they're calling me crazy because I said I didn't. I I, uh, I almost aborted my daughter and I started crying. And I was like, nah, it was a lot of crazy things around that too. That you said, but he only focused on on that comment. But I'm just thinking the things in your life, like think of things that could have happened where you could have went downhill, right? Yeah. And that's what I kind of really got. So I kind of really like, I don't want to say I humanize him because I still think he's an idiot, but it was still, it was still touching for me. So I think if you probably want to, if you want to watch any of it, probably just watch the third one when he loses his, uh, his mom and just kind of sees, but it made me think. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys today. I don't have a real topic today. So for people who are listening, I usually come up with the topic or one of us comes up with the topic. We discuss it. Most times we hit the green light and we, and we, and that's what we do. So this one, I don't, we don't really have a topic because I, when I was driving home from South Carolina, man, I was passing like fucking gas was just like, it was like the stock market, man. It was just like fucking keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. It was like three ninety nine, four oh. You know what I'm saying? As I'm passing, yeah. and then I find some random one that says three fifty two, and I never thought I'd be in a brain where I'd be like, three fifty two does sound pretty good. Like I never <laughs> thought that I would, I, I would be there. And then it's like all these up and down, and it started make me think about life, man. And it made me think, man, I wish I was a kid right now, like a kid that has. I don't have to fucking worry about this. My parents will take care of everything. I'm thinking about the world. I'm thinking about um, us fucking almost in World War Three, nuclear weapons, gas prices coming up. Can we pay our bills? Is this going to be another recession? Then I'm raising a son, a black son. Now I got to worry about him and society with police officers and all this stuff. Oh, guess what? Now my wife is pregnant with a, with a daughter. Now I got to worry about every male who's a fucking predator. And it's just like, I think I was having almost kind of a panic attack Yeah, in the car as I'm driving by myself and anxiety. And it just made me think of you guys and, and 
and not only you guys, but males in general, and the shit that we go through to just fucking maintain our household. And I kind of wanted to talk to y'all about that and see how, that's why I was like, your energy, Hob, seems like you're just tired. (laughs) I mean, because it's really like, at least for me, I feel like generally the day-to-day I deal with pretty well. Like, um, I'm very good about like, if something's stressing me or like making me anxious, um, like I'm, I'm really good about just like putting my head down and just like, uh, I mean, like we'll, we'll be through it at some point and then we don't got to worry about it no more, you know, like, um, but there are those moments where I don't know if it's like an accumulation of like, you know, like, you know, you, those days when you wake up and you stub your toe and then your zipper don't zip the right way. And then, you know, your tire flat. And it's just like, yeah. but there, there, there's those days, which I think is one thing. And then there's other days where it's just like, um, not even responsibilities, but just like expectations are from, from mm-hmm. everywhere in society. Yeah. Just like you just feel them. Um, and I don't know why they always like, it happens for me like once every couple months or every like three months. And I'm just like, yo, like they're one, because I expect a lot out of myself, you know, like I, I, I want to, you know, I want to make a change. I want to be the reason that some shit changes for the better. Right. Like I, I want to be that person in some aspect, like, and I don't need to change the world, but I, you know, I think that I have the capability. So I think it's my responsibility to utilize that, to, you know, make that change. Right. Um, but I also, you know, want to have a family and I want to spend money and travel, you know, like, so like I have a lot of like lofty goals. I have a lot of aspirations. Um, and I don't know, man, but like when it all culminates on you, it's just like, damn, like this shit is really futile. Like, and, and like, for me, it's almost like existential because, I get to thinking like, bro, even, and I, I mean, I apologize if this is too, too dark, but even like, you know, four generations from now, like all the good that McCain's could do with four generations worth of, you know, like great decision-making. And then like an asteroid hits the planet and humans no longer exist, you know, like potentially, or, you know, or like, or God, well, Jesus. You. You know, like, or Jesus comes you. back. Yeah, or Jesus comes back and tells the good people that they, they made it and the bad ones, they're going to hell. And it realistically, it still doesn't, like, like, it feels like it doesn't matter, right? Almost, like, at least for me, it's just, like, I feel like these micro steps that I'm taking towards being a better person or making the world a better place or, like, helping helping my family, you know, all, everything, everything that you do in life to try to, like, be better, there are times where it's just like, bro, is the effort even worth it? You know, like, is it even, is it, is it something that's like really going to pay off in the long run? And like, I don't, I don't realistically like being honest with myself. um, I think that's a question that like, I don't think we'll be able to answer. Right. Because like, I got, I mean, realistically humanity is not going to exist at some point, or I mean, maybe, maybe potentially, but like, you know, if, if you Darrow fed, a million starving children, you know, in your lifetime, right? The next generation, there's still, you know, like most likely there's still going to be somebody who's starving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you can appreciate the fact that you fed those millions of starving people, or you can dwell on the fact that, you know, starvation is just a perpetual uh, state of human existence. It seems like, and it's just like the, the line of choosing to fight back against everything and just accepting the inevitability of like life and humanity is just like, I feel like it's hard to, it's hard to stay on the, I don't know which side is right, but what I consider the right side of the line, like the fighting line, I feel like it's hard to stay on that all the time. 
I think you said like powerful things because it's like the will, like I literally was like wishing I was still a kid. And I was just like, I want my parents just just to handle this shit. Or yeah. even I was just thinking about when 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 I was a kid, what did my parents worry about at that point? Was there some type of war or was it some price thing? Cause I'm like, shit, with, with prices going, we understand what happens when gas goes up, right? The price of goods will go up because the, the truckers are gonna raise their prices and everything. And it's gonna come back on the consumer. And I'm like, fuck, I just bought a house. Then I'm thinking like to myself, is it selfish of me that I brought kids into this? Like, should I have just not mm-hmm. have brought kids into this? And that's what was was like I was having these panic attacks. But Shar, go ahead. I'm gonna let you get in. They follow Um, so I have a different perspective on life, I guess. Um, is there days where I wake up in the morning that I only got a minute to go to work? Yes. Do you have those days where you kind of you it's the world is too heavy because there are things that's happening and it's just too much to deal with? Yes, there are those days. Um but I guess for me, um, uh, I look at things just totally from perspective. Um, in terms of in comparison, I mean, I feel like in my life I've been at the lowest of lows in terms of what I've gone through, in terms of where I was in terms of the particular phase of where I was in my life. And I was fortunate enough to overcome overcome that. So whenever you go through something in life and you overcome it, everything after that point, at least for me, is perspective. So like, even though, like, for example, I could be like, okay, well, I just started a new job and I go to work, I'm having to own... Um, I'm having an argument with my boss or my boss, it's just a rough day at work. My perspective on that is like literally a year ago, I was on a dialysis machine, unable to go to work at all. So even though I had a bad day at work, I actually can go work. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. and that's even like a, um, a motivation in myself. So even when stuff, something that's difficult come up with work or anything with life, I'm having to talk with my boss in terms of, and somehow we got on this subject but he was saying, like, are you nervous about the audit that's coming up? I'm like, no, nah, not really. I say because, you know, honestly, comparatively speaking, being concerned about an audit kind of builds in comparison to anything I've dealt with in the past. So yeah. it kind of, it almost builds you up to almost, like, give you those battle scars to be able to deal with all um, the things that kind of goes on in your life once you kind of go through it. Um, yeah. it do you not have your weak moments? Do you, do you have your weak moments? Do you have moments where you feel like you can't really see the positive on things, but those those are kind of, that's kind of how I keep it moving for me. Um, I'm also very I, I'm strong in my beliefs in terms of I grown up a Christian. I've always been a Christian. I really believe in what I believe, and I always and I, I just have the concept that both good and bad work together for something that's a greater good. That seems like a weird outlook on things, but that's just pretty much how. And in those moments where I do feel like there's no way up i just cling to that and i i just cling to that faith and knowing that you know what i believe in got me this far so i'd be this far in life and that's kind of how i deal with life personally and that's kind of how i keep moving forward i know i sound like a little rosy and high in the sky, but that's just no i mean i feel you though really I... How I can deal with it it's like yeah i feel you but my my only rebuttal is i, don't, I think my issue is not perspective my issue is like my life is being affected by some white guy with an ego's 
up in the stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like if we talk about Putin, we talk about Biden, we talk about Trump. My life is being affected by some white people, white person with an ego that I can't even control. You know what I'm saying? So what it's saying is, is a more of a haziness of the future, whatever the future holds. Because even if we don't go into World War Three or whatever, all that, I'm just looking at for the meantime. I'm looking at gas prices. I'm like, what about that family living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, and now they have to juggle this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My I have a Nissan Sentra, 2015 Nissan Sentra was forty dollars to fill up. You dig? You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. I'm looking at the family that's already struggling and now have to deal with this shit. Yeah. And and I think that, that, that that's a, a big thing for me as well, because similar to you, Shar, when it comes to my personal development and growth, um, like there hasn't been something that I've like decided to do um, that I haven't been able to like accomplish. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. even even like in like one of my hardest times in life was when I was in college and like I was struggling academically and athletically and all this stuff. And, you know, my dad at one point was like, yo, like you can go to a school that's easier and, you know, that maybe has more black people to where you can be happier, you know, or, or like maybe it's a better place for you. But, you know, I knew that Lehigh graduating from Lehigh would have certain dividends. And so, you know, like I, I was just like, nah, I'm going to get the Lehigh degree. And so, you know, I got it and yada, yada, yada. Um, but um, to Daryl's point, I think that recognizing how much of it is out of your control and especially like um i'm dealing with this like in terms of like uh like other people right uh and dealing with other people's expectations and things of that nature it's like other people's perception of you is always going to be something that you have to contend with and you have to like you always have to deal with what other people think of you unless you're just not going to deal with other people right um and so especially with like expectations around um you know, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to treat certain people. It's just like, there's a lot of expectations for uh, everybody, really, really. But like, especially if you're trying to be, uh, and that's why I was like drawing that line earlier between the the person who like fights to make things better. And then the person who just kind of like accepts that life is life. And then, you know, just like, I'm here for my, you know, 70, 75 and I'm out, you know, like, that's it. Yeah, I'm here to do my time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, you know, and, like, I, I've, been, I've found myself um, thinking, like, man, doing that 70, like, just pushing through that 70, 75, like, that is a task in and, in and of itself. Um, and look at and, where you are. You, if you're talking 70, 75, you in your 20s. You yeah, you know, like I, got, I, got, I got 50, you know, I got 50, 50 years left. Um, and, and, you know, that's another stressor on top of it in, in terms of like uh, mortality. But anyway, like the, um, you know, we got 70, 75 years to accomplish this shit. And I feel like a lot of the times I do feel like it, it would almost be easier. It's kind of like the, the ignorance is bliss concept, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't know about the war that's going on in Russia, you don't you can't stress about it. You can't stress about it. You know, if you don't know that niggas is hungry you're not upset that people is hungry, you know, like, and, and I feel like it's almost, uh, I don't want to say logical, but like, it's almost logical to, to just like live and just like, you know, just, just be and go about life and do what you need to do in order to eat and poop and sleep and then keep it pushing. Um, But 
Yeah, no, you're good. But, um, you know, the, the struggle for me is that I'm, I, I've decided that I'm not going to be that way because I, I think if the world, if people were that way, generally, um, I, I mean, the world's a shitty place as it is, but I think it would be worse um, if the average person was that way. Um, and it'll be better if more people were along the fighting, but that fighting shit is hard, man. That shit is hard and it's tiring. Um, but and, and you, and I guess that's what it, it is, man. Cause we could talk about the fight and, and I think it's no secret. I'm probably the most pessimistic out of the three here. Right. Right. And, um, and it's, and it's because of that. And it's because that dude, we've been talking about the same shit for like, before we were born, we were talking about the same shit. And it's just like, we're going to continue talking about the same shit. I mean, we were, uh, uh, Van, it's a Van Lathan on his podcast. He was talking about, uh, Ukraine. Right. And he was like, man, all of us were, were standing up for Ukraine. Why were we standing up to Ukraine? Cause we thought they were the niggas in the group. Mm-hmm. Then we see a video saying, no, 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 no. We're the niggas in the group, <laughs> no matter where we are, no matter what conflict we're on. Where the niggas in the group? And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck am I supposed to do at this point? I want to stand up for because I because I'm thinking about that Ukraine family who, if you seen what the first attack on the first day, they showed a missile hitting the near the house they was at, and you hear a baby crying in the background. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. That touches me and that hurts me. But then I see the stuff where they, how they're treating black people, and it's just like, how do you not get this shit to like kind of just like bear down on you, man? Yeah, no, and I had a conversation with my mom about this shit earlier this week. I mean, she, you know, she was under, well, we were just discussing the notion of white supremacy, right? And like whether Black people should embrace the reality of white supremacy or like deny its existence altogether and just like, you know, work. Uh, and maybe not deny its existence altogether, but just like not not name it overtly, right? Because almost to speak it into existence is almost to, what she said was to acknowledge that there's some sort of um, existing superiority um, in terms of relationships. Um, and I think that's a very real thing that, um, you know, a lot of white people don't consider the psychological effect that racism has on the black community. And I don't even think a lot of black people consider the psychological effect that their relationships interpersonally have on, you know, another person like, if you're repeatedly told something over and over and over and over and treated in a certain way over and over and over and over again, it takes a very strong individual to take every, you know, um, I think about, have y'all heard um, Plato's, uh, Plato's cave? Um, the, 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 I can't remember what it's called. The analogy of Plato's cave or the something like that. Have you, do y'all know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Well, there's, so, so yeah, it's it's a, it's it's basically I learned about it in this intro to political theory class, right? But essentially, um, Plato describes like the the state of man um, as there's these people who are in a cave, and there's a fire behind them. They're chained up and they're in a cave, and there's a fire behind them casting shadows onto a wall, and so their entire existence, all they see are these shadows, right? And all they know are these shadows and they think these shadows are gods and yada, yada, yada. Um, Eventually one person, and this is obviously a really, really abridged and hyphenated version, but eventually one person goes out, sees the world and sees that there's so much to the world other than these shadows. And then they go back into the cave and are like, hey guys, these are just fake images that have been projected to us, you know, 
for X amount of years, but there's all this shit outside. Um, I really think that like we are, um, I don't want to say stuck in a cave, right? Cause I don't think that's the case, but I almost feel like people like the system, especially in America, our system is designed to keep people out of the worrying about all that shit. Because one thing that came with him leaving the cave was a lot of stress about the dangers and shit that was outside of the cave. Right. Like he had to worry. Yeah. Like he had, he had to worry about all the animals and like, now I got to eat. Now I, yeah. yeah, Like there's a lot of stuff that you have to consider when you have all this beauty that's presented to you. Right. Um, But you also can't go back to, you can't go back to being a cave person after you've been. You can never go back. Yeah. After you realize that there's more to the world. Right. So that that's kind of just what I was thinking about in terms of like the state of the world. And like even even that, that line that we were talking about, the people who just coast, like I feel like the people who are just living like they're content with the shadows and they're fine. They're like they're just like, bro, the shadows, the shadows are real enough for me. And I don't really care that there's much more. And like part of me feels like that is I think it's stupid because there's a you know there's a lot of cool neat shit to see, but it's also real a lot I'm about easier. To say, is it stupid? Yeah, it's it's, it's like... a lot, it's a lot easier than delving into the real world, you know, like than than diving into the real world. Like that's a um it's a daunting task when you're opening your eyes or something. Like you have to you have to break out of um you have to break out of the conditioning. Uh, and that's something that black people um, are we have not fully recognized that's something that poor whites really only elite like upper one percent level of white people and I don't even think they might even understand like that and that's the scary thing about it how insidious this shit is it really might be to the point where like we need generations of like shit to go really really well for us to get out of this kind of like mindset that we're in but i don't know i've been ranting uh, a little uh, bit Char, uh, we ain't heard from you in a while i'm just trying to i'm listening to y'all i'm in paddleboard is um so y'all probably i don't know if y'all heard about this as far as like from biblical perspective in terms of seat in terms of pretty much um Everything works in the order of seed. You plant something of likeness, whatever you plant, you sow. Mm-hmm. Or if you plant this, you sow this. But pretty much whatever you plant of this likeness is going to be whatever likeness you're going to actually reap. Um, I think that applies to both good and bad, personal and then overall the thing that's going on in the world in terms of the seeds that we plant individually, the seeds that we plant as a country, the seeds that we plant as a nation, we 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 we, we reap and sow both the goods and bads of the world. Um, not only are we impacted by our own individual seeds that we sow, we're also impacted by the seeds that others around us and we're all and those that we're connected to actually sow we um, plant as well. That's on a personal level in terms of you're impacted by a father who's an alcoholic. So if you have a father who's, al- who's alcoholic, if you plant that seed of alcoholism, it don't just impact him, it impacts his family and everybody who's connected to it. Our world is becoming even more connected. So as we plant seeds at the country, we're impacted by the seeds, both good and bad, that everyone that we're connected to are 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 sowing. To your point, Hobson, we're 
we're not going to make any progress if everyone that we're connected to is sowing bad seeds. Mm -hmm. Even though that may be more people, people who are also planting good seeds. That can be people, that could be one individual who plant both good and bad seeds. That could be the example of the, when we talked about Ukraine. Ukraine, although there are these people that's being attacked, I'm pretty that's they're pretty sure that's something that they did in the country when they planted good seeds, but there also could be some bad seeds or racism that they also planted as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's all all that's all that's connected. So I think I say all that to say <laughs> we have we 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 can we 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 have two options. We can continue as individuals to sow good seeds and then try our best to deal and separate um the bad seeds from the good that we do continue to actually reap and we sow in this world. So yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. And I'm not I'm not demeaning that, even though it might sound like I am. I'm not demeaning that. It's just like for me, it's the level of control. And the most and I think most parts with males, especially well, males period. I ain't gonna say black males, but males period, we want a level of control of our life. That's our nature, that's who we are. We want to be able to control. And but you don't feel like, like you have you don't feel like you have some level of control over some level but i'm just talking i'm talking about macro of of things that i can't even see that can so like there was this uh, in panola right there was a shooting in panola and a little kid gets shot right gets shot and killed uh, i think he was four the shooting had nothing to do with him but some idiots opened fired at the walmart on panola this is a, a walmart i've been through millions of times yeah that's what those are the things that keep me more up at night it's these things that i can't control and these things that could happen that i'm worried about even the little things stepping out so yeah, yeah i try to sow good seeds I, and i and i do what you said but it doesn't help that these thoughts think in my head right like even when i'm on a plane nothing has ever happened to me on the plane i've never had serious turbulence i've never had a rowdy uh somebody on the flight never had it but each time I'm on that plane, I get super high anxiety, regardless of my every time has been a good experience. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's the stuff that I can't control. But, you know I, think, but I think the reality of that is that we're never going to be able to control everything. And it's no, almost like and, and you would drive yourself insane trying to. So it has to be to reach some level a point where you try to control what you can and deal with the things or that you can't. So I'm gonna, not, not, I know that's not reassuring, self-assuring, but I think not, it's not not the alternative of trying to trying to change or impact things that you have no control over. I think the best you can do is try, I know it's not corny, I mean, all cliche, is just impact the world in ways that you can. I mean, that sounds, silly but that's all you can do you, you know what i'm saying like so so i think i i'm I gonna push saying but it's like i mean yeah and i'm gonna push back a little bit uh, uh i guess just one one point that you made daryl um i don't think at least for me it's not the lack of control right um it's the lack of understanding of bad shit like a bad shit that's going on a bad shit that's happening right so like like if you didn't have control but the only bad the only thing that happened when you didn't have control was like 
for example, at the Walmart, if, you know, somebody threw some candy at the little boy instead, and that was like your, oh, I didn't have any control of that. And, but that was the only reality. Like, I feel like everybody would be, we'd probably be fine with that, right? Like, I don't think that would stress people out too much because candy was getting thrown at them. But it's, it's the fact that one, we don't know why, like, Mm-hmm. That that little boy's not involved, right? He didn't have he didn't have no beef with these men. Two, we don't know why those these niggas had beef with anybody, really. Mm-hmm. We don't know why we don't know why they had a gun. We don't know why they felt it was necessary to shoot. We don't know what situation would, in your head, put you in a position to where I would go and put a four year old at risk of being shot. Like there's just not many situations that I could imagine that. It would make me think, okay, even if that four-year-old gets shot, this is worth it. You know, like there's not many situations that I think that I would be in that, right? Um, and so I think it's that lack of understanding and the lack of understanding, especially when um humans are very, very social creatures. So we're almost like I really think it's abnormal for people to just be like by themselves all the time. I think people need people need conversation, people need interaction with other human beings. And because and because you need interaction with other human beings, you automatically give up um uh, not only a sense of control but a sense of understanding because you don't understand like you're not in other people's heads. All you understand is yeah like all you understand is your reality and the things that you're experiencing. And like you might have some friends who y'all think along the same way but like even us we disagree about certain shit and there's certain things that, you know, both of y'all have said that I've probably been like, Oh, I don't necessarily understand where he's coming from on that one, but you know, we have enough in common to where we can work through that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it gets to the point where the understanding is so great that like you, like you just, that, that's when you'd be like, yo, me and that person, we just don't get along because you just don't understand how they can be that, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think that's what I, I was listening to your, your your uh story and i was just like i don't know if it's the lack of control because to shar's point i think some of the most beautiful moments in life are when you don't have control and like something Something happens yeah and something really really like nice and beautiful happens right like or something like really great happens i think those are some of the best moments in life um and you don't ever like humans don't justify you don't ever have to reason through good things happening to you, right? You're never like, oh, why did this, why did I win the lottery? Eh, we're not really worried about that. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I won the lottery. Thank God. Right? So, yeah, like, oh, but thank also, God. Also, life is not just all good things happening and all bad things happening each, at each time. It's like, I think the one, one way I heard somebody describe it is that we're on a railroad track where one side of the track is the things happening on the other side is bad things and we're just rolling through life. You know, we're just going through it at the same time. But you can so just because you're going through like a bad point in your life doesn't mean that you still can experience joy, or moments of joy, or things that actually happen in your life. I mean, I I think that's the easiest way to kind of move forward with it because you're just not going to like, we don't understand why sometimes friendship ends. You know what I'm saying? We don't it's this thing that happened where you can be cool with somebody and all of a sudden y'all start talking. And like you don't know why that happened. You can't like wreck your brain trying to figure out what went wrong if it is if the logic is just not there. It gotta so, be some point. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask. So what do y'all think about the idea of um like like without bad there is no good, right? Like like I, if everything I, if everything was bad, then 
we wouldn't think it was bad. You know, like if every single morning you woke up and got slapped in the face, you probably wouldn't even recognize you, you was getting slapped. Yeah, you just be like, oh, I get my slap today. Well, phenomenal. Um, but, you know, that one day where you wake up and don't nobody slap you, that's when the, everything starts changing. You're like, I don't have, you know, like I don't have to get slapped. What? You know, and like, I, and the reason I ask this is because, especially in um, my generation, the generation a little bit below me, I think that there's this notion of pushing back against that concept a little bit, right? Like our, our generation doesn't like the idea of having to invest 35 years into a company to get the benefits of, you know, like pension and all that, right. like all that shit seems kind of stupid. And, and I think a lot of it comes from social media, instant gratification and stuff like that. Um, but I also, I'm in this weird space to where I'm like, I w- we can we can recognize everything that's happened thus far in history um, and, and operate off of that. But does our future have to be so closely aligned with this form that we've built? Right. Like uh, and I think that goes into like Democrat, like uh, not Democrat, but governmental systems and like this idea of socialism. I'm not saying I'm a socialist or anything like that, but I'm just saying like the idea that a different sort of society other than a democratic republic capitalistic you, society would be good but you don't feel like as as we move as generations and generations move like kind of continue like after generation after generation they're a little bit more lax a little more liberal in comparison to the previous generation to the generations before them but then maybe a few generations later think that the way you do things is a little bit more lax, is a little bit more strict or conservative as well because if we think about the way our parents did things, um, we would think we're a little bit more progressive than our parents. I'm pretty sure our parents think that they're more progressive than their parents. So, you know, those well, like, we're not that far off. Like, like I don't want to say like me, me and Shar, me and Shar in the same generation. That our generation is so much distance from you guys. We don't want to work for 35 years in the investment company. That's the point. That's yeah. the point I made. <laughs> like, but, but although we don't want to work for 35 years, that's probably a little more willing to conform a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more than, than all previous yeah. generation after us. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, we don't want to be we don't want to be in um in the office either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, uh, or, or, or I don't think previous generations are necessarily want to be in the office per se. It's just that they were fed that concept that you're gonna leave your job. Like even with my mom, like my, the happy ever after with my family is to get a job. Um, you get a good house, get a good, get, get married, have kids, and then that's it. And I use me as an example of, well, I don't have kids yet, but I accomplished a lot of that at in my twenties. So, yeah. with once that happens, I'm like, okay, so I did that. Is this what life? Is? You know what I'm saying? Is this like, where do I go is? from here? Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> yeah, so, so you 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 look at that and you're like, okay, well, I have to figure out something more than this to try to figure out what more happiness is. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, yeah. you kind of like, you read that point and you kind of change and you modify your beliefs and your perception of what's considered or that are not conforming to the norm just based as, as, as each generation moves forward. I think that's how it's intended to work. Uh, you know, also, have, yeah. also, look at two years ago. It wasn't even fathom to work from home. Yeah, it like, was absolutely Now right. it's like, you what? We don't Work virtual? What? Like, yeah, just, and, and that's yeah, no, nah, and um, 
And I guess maybe uh, I don't know. I don't think I should have rephrased it, but uh, I think that oh, every, sorry, every did we, did we take it in the direction you were. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, that was one hundred percent kind of the direction I was trying to go. But I was I was more so thinking like in terms of like a revolution of thought process, right? In terms of like how people are thinking, like oh, there's generally like every, yeah, like every few hundred years, like there's like this huge massive where there's mm-hmm. a collective revolution of thought. Yeah. Um, and I think that right now, like we are in the midst of one of those transitions. I, think um, so. I, do, I do. I mean, I think, I think that there's, we're, we're moving away from prioritizing um, technological and um, industrial things because the automation, the automation of a lot of those things is becoming a reality. Right. So at some point, human beings aren't going to be needed to do all of this like super fancy um, technology and like to make new technology, all of that's going to be automated eventually. Um, And so we're moving to a place where um, human interaction and like your people are being, people are being rewarded for entertaining folks, like, like social media influencers and stuff like that. You can make a legitimate living off of just doing stupid shit that entertains people online. And that's because like in, in the 1950s, niggas didn't have time to do that. You know, like in the industrial revolution, we didn't have time to do that because, you know, we had we had steamboats and like we were still trying to figure out ways to uh, get cotton uh, seeds out of cotton efficiently. You know, like those those things that we were still working on. And not to say that we're you know at the peak of technological evolution. I'm just saying technology's progress is going to be in the hands of technology in a lot of ways from now on. I agree with you there. I just don't know if we're in the midst of that yet. And, and, and uh, I, I think, think we may be in the beginning phases of it in the sense of from, from the angle of someone being able to make a living off of it. Mm-hmm. Because me working in manufacturing, I don't I, people are needed. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. is it something where eventually it won't be there? I will, I will think we will make enough technological advances do that, but I work in facilities where they're still using machines from the 60s. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so and I don't see any type of advancement that does not allow, that doesn't require someone to have to run that type of equipment even for the equipment that's made in today's time. So yes, I think on certain aspects when you see how social media is exploding, how you can now attend a concert in a metaverse where you have like people from different parts of the world and the country watching the two chain concert, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, you see that part of it kind of starting to move forward, but there's still the industrial side of it that still haven't made up made advances that's made on, on, the, on the social media side as well. And Char, I would and I would add to that, <laughs> and this might be a gripe on the and this is me raising a, a daughter who's 11. <laughs> They're lazy as fuck now, man. Like like this, all these events have made them lazy as fuck. Like she does not want to work for nothing, man. Well, it's funny you say that because I don't. I'm I'm kind of a, I'm on a fence in the sense of I have a 16 year old cousin who, to me, or I guess maybe I'll use my cousin, like I who seems lady to me, but at the same time, he looks at the world differently than I do. So I don't know if it's lazy or just that I haven't caught up to the perception of whatever he, his thought process. I thought that makes, I thought that makes sense. Um, where the, I will find proof in the pudding where I see some type of monetary value 
pull from the things that, from the type of thought process, I see it to Hobson's point on the social media side of things, where I'm pretty sure people like that's my mom age or even older my mom was that people with these videos on YouTube and wondering like why, like what are they doing, how they're making money. But that's a transition there because the two different concepts. I mean, well, yeah, but look at the logans. Like, for example, uh, look at the uh-huh. Logan who 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 brought so many eyes to boxing. Who would have thought some uh, Vine YouTube stars would have made boxing popular? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but, and but I mean, just to yeah, just to speak to the to the laziness aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that all of that is about perspective, right? Yeah. Um, because I think that the younger generation in a traditional sense is 100% lazy. Like, I don't think that, like, um, like kids nowadays are dreaming about going to work or, or doing any job, really. Well, you know, we, like, we even like going to work. No, no, I mean, not, not going to work, but I'm talking about, like, you know, what do you want to be one day? A doctor, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, things that contribute, like, some exactly. sort of, yeah, to society. Right. People nowadays, they want to be. Oh, I want to be a influencer. I want to be right, a right. Okay, you know this uh, X Y Z. Oh, right? web designer. So like we want to be <laughs> a, uh, like what we want. Or like yeah, yeah. Well, you want to be a rapper or something like back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Right. We want to be a rapper. Everybody um, wanted to be a rapper when we were kids. But 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 I, I do think again, this is um about like just the the possibility of a different way of thinking being acceptable, right? Um, we have been ever since I, I want to say. Well, Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto in like the 10s and 20s or something like that. Um, but ever since the Communist Manifesto came out and communist leaders came out and like warped the true intentions behind communism and used them for like, you know, consolidating power with like a 5% of the wealth. Um, ever since then, there has been like this demonization of uh, socialism and that concept being the next logical progression from capitalism but mm-hmm. if, you, if you really study like the political the the theories behind and like the strategies behind these political systems um capitalism literally breeds a lower class that outnumbers the wealthy like you know 91 like so like it breeds this this situation that Karl Marx described in in terms of uh, people have to get angry enough to revolt and that's the start of communism right um and and, uh, capitalism is very very competitive right and capital the competition fuels the capitalistic economy right um and so when people have lost at that game for so long it's very natural to start envisioning a game where uh everybody is you know everybody you're not punished for your lack of ability to contribute in a way that society deems to be valuable to a certain extent to be able to like x y and z um so and long story short, like a hybrid of socialism and, and no no I'm not, I'm not proposing anything right i'm not proposing so exactly, i'm just, just yeah no i'm just i'm just saying that um it when car the the it's the fear mongering of it right the the fear yeah. of the fear of the idea of communism when Karl Marx wrote this shit the idea was that the government provides for your basic necessities so that your time can be spent doing things that you care about and his idea was that like there are people who really love making chairs 
Like they, you know, they love crafting themselves right. a chair. There's people who love cooking. And those people would then be able to not not because they need to pay bills, right? They'll be able to put everything, all of their heart and soul into making these chairs and making these meals. And therefore the quality of the things that you'd be getting would be better because people would care about them. It wouldn't be out of, um, you know, uh, a drive to survive, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that like mentally younger generations are moving closer to that like realm. I don't, I don't necessarily, I think capitalism is so entrenched in us to where I don't think we'll, we'll ever make that jump. And I don't think that, I think the thing that Karl Marx did not take into contention was that, um, people who are in charge, generally white men, are power hungry and they and they they well, yeah they they use systems for their benefit. So you literally took the words I you took the words out of my mouth and you kind of got there in terms of what I was thinking because you know the whole like you say the whole idea of, I guess of socialism and when we think about it is the whole concept of it is actually probably more aligned with biblical thinking than anything else. You know what I'm saying when you think when you mm-hmm. and think about it. But because like to your point we're so power hungry can we really be a society where we truly are happy with each person being equal and me and everyone is provided for? Like, well, it's going to remind me of that episode. Uh, I don't know if you watched Rick, Rick and Morty. Yeah, um, what they were doing a purge. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the they were talking like, okay, I'll make you more. Uh, I'll make you more food if you make if you give me more money. You know, you know, what I'm saying? Yep. They yep. went back to that same concept. Like, yeah, so even right in the back. moment of like trying to, okay, well, everybody makes something and then, of course, the society that you just described, and then, of course, everybody got hungry again. Like, why am I making you more food? Um, for my, my, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, do, are, I mean, are we, like, will we ever be able to see that where people truly put their feelings aside and be able to have the whole idea on concept of a, of a, equal, of a truly equal society? And if I mean, not, think, what do we... we how do we survive this capitalist? Yeah, <laughs> well, I think what you guys what, what you guys are saying, well, especially you, Hobson, is maybe my mind frame is different than what this generation is thinking. So I hope what I'm saying is I hope they're thinking in their future. Like I want my son to dream big, mm-hmm. but I think I have been tarnished so much that my capacity to really hope is kind of probably not there. Like I'm probably like, go ahead. But that's not it either, because it's a combination of dreaming and actually working, and I think that's the disconnect that we have. So I won't even try to front. These youngsters can dream, you know what I'm saying. So I'm not even saying that you know they got plans. They got all the plans. plans And they have dreams and they have aspirations and they can imagine a life better than what they currently have. I give them that. But there is a process to get to that and actions that have to take place in order to get to that point of, of the life that you aspire to be. And when we think about even like the civil rights movement, like we had dreams also, but there was also action behind the things that they actually do as well. And even and that's one thing that we kind of notice. Is, and maybe this is a bad thought, or maybe this means being pessimistic. It seems like there's more dreaming and less action as we continue to move forward in from generation to generation. I don't know if y'all agree with that or not. Uh, I mean, I, I, can, I can agree. Yeah, and but I I think that 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 lends itself 
to cap like capitalism builds that right um because yeah. capitalism capitalism builds a society to where most people they're not going to achieve the dream that they had for themselves right mm-hmm. so so it's it's almost as a and especially black people right like we've been dreaming about a lot of shit for a long time and you know we still dreaming about a lot of shit that we you know we've been dreaming about for a long time but regardless of that we've had generations and generations worth of disappointment taught like and and i hate to put it that way but we've had generations with generations worth of disappointment taught into us um and even even if like um even even if like you know like my parents they they make good money right like they make good money but my parents talk about the struggles and shit that they're dealing with in life and how certain aspects of their life aren't the way that they planned for it to be you know so i'm still i still get a little bit of that disappointment from um just like the what you're expecting and what's actually reality right but also but another half of that is what are you willing to compromise for the greater good as well the other half of it that I don't think you think about. Uh, and, but, uh, and compromise for the greater good in terms of like your own personal progress is what you're saying? No, in terms of someone else's um, personal progress. You know what I'm saying? So like, oh. so just mean, like us paying more yeah. in gas to, to put the yeah. sanctions to help Ukraine, are we okay with paying more gas because it might help the sanctions? Yeah. I mean, but I would, I would argue that to some Black people, that is the obstacle that's keeping them from gaining a little bit more economic mobility right and so like for them for them i would i mean and i would almost even advise for like they should be upset you know like this is as harsh as it sounds those bombs and shit in ukraine are not hurting or helping the you know the family that's living on mlk street and you know got to pay bills and shit you know like that family the the four dollars and fifty cents gas prices that shit hurts, you know, like that so shit's hurting. So T.I., Usher, and all of the millionaires of Atlanta are going to pull together some chains to go ahead and kind of help you say, I'm just, I'm just, no, I mean, no, but they weren't I'm helping before that. that. I'm not saying that there was nothing. You, you, you kind of get at what I'm going. No, I get what you're saying, but they weren't helping before that. So why would they help now? And again, well, and again, you got to look at you got to look at you got to look at the system that the system that these men succeeded in. Right. The mm-hmm. system that they succeeded in is a capital, a capitalistic system where if you're if you have millions and millions of dollars and you give. Fifteen thousand dollars to X, Y and Z Boys Girl Club. That's fucking around be the biggest donation they've gotten in the last five years. And you can feel good about yourself. Right. That is not like. That's not the maximum amount of good that you can do. But in a capitalistic society, you're not expected to do the maximum amount of good. You're expected to stack your bread. And if you personally feel that you want to, you can help other people. Uh, And I guess you could say, like, you know, in the black community, we should know that we got to help other people. But I would say, I mean, that's I think that's underestimating how insidious the 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 shit is. Because I'm also, afraid to go back, too. Like, well, but also, I, I want to be clear that to go back. Go I ahead. didn't say their name because they were black. I said their name because they were rich. I want to make sure that. And that's why, and oh, I well. Well, nobody. I mean, yeah, well, because well, we were I was talking specifically about poor black people in relation yes. to Ukraine. And so when you said those names, I was thinking, one, rich white people don't help poor black people. So, I mean, if, if any rich people is going to help us, it's going to be it's rich black, be black people. people. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Because T.I. ain't saying about a pump saying, hey, I'll fill you Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, up. He's not doing that. But, 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 but so here's the biggest question we kind of ask. Who's going to press the reset button? 
That's the question. I mean, I, I, and how do you press it? How do you, how do you press, you press it? Press it? And, and, okay, like? so, so that's, and, and again, that's what, what gives my point, because you're, you're making my point, Hob. It's just like, it's hard to not have anxiety about what the world, when the world affects you. So you just said, the what's happening in Ukraine has nothing to do with that family living off MLK, but they're the ones struck. They didn't do anything. They're living their lives, going to work every day, and now they're affected over some shit that had nothing to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Like the people, even people in Russia, we, we see people in Russia protesting. From the most part, I've seen a lot of people don't even want the war. Yeah. Don't even want to invade Ukraine. But yet we have some greedy ass, rich ass white people with egos who are doing it. Um, if if we do go to war, they not Biden's not going to put a vote and say, do y'all want to go to war? No, they're going to do it. And then we got to deal with the consequences of it. That's and, and that's what I'm saying right there. That's what more or less, I guess, had me have that anxiety that night of it. I'm going to say something very Republican. Don't judge me. I'm ready to judge. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and I want you to take it. Don't take it the wrong Just way. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. So my question is, in general terms, if everyone, if, if you are poor, but you are working toward getting yourself out the gutter, Are your are your chances higher or low? I mean, do you feel like for the most sense, if people have that mentality and they work themselves to get out the gutter, in most cases they'll get out of there. No. Like is this a good time situation where every time something happens, every time anybody got together, something bad gonna happen? Or in or in real sense, if we if we work hard, we'll get to a point where we can actually so we'll, we can, if we lives. work hard, we'll eventually get here. But you gotta also understand that. It ain't just gas prices reaching fucking fifteen dollars a gallon. It's also we just came out of the pandemic, so you it's like these things that had nothing to do with their hard work affecting their ability to do it. So I'm now, just not in any you know normal circumstances. You know I understand that. I say I'm that. saying any normal circumstances, if they work hard enough, yeah, they can get out. If they work hard, they're disciplined. They save money. Yes. They could. I'm just talking about these things that happen because I, me and Char was talking. We said, man, our generation seen a lot. Like we saw 9-11. We saw the Internet. We saw LeBron win a championship. Our generation seen a lot. Right. And it's yeah. just like the only thing next is either Godzilla needs to come out the water or or uh, aliens need to uh, come from the sky and ask. Uh, I need to speak to your leader like the shit that we seen. But I'm just talking about the shit that's like. Strictly, you can't control. Again, these people and, on MLK has nothing to do with what's happening in Ukraine, but they're getting affected. Go ahead, Hop. Yeah, so I would just say um, to Char, I was trying to look up the numbers so I could get some like hard statistical facts. You see where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I see, I see where you're going with it. Um, and yeah, I and would I, say that generally, and I'm like, the ignorant saying that this is not, how I was trying to. Yeah. So, so, so I will say that somebody who is actively trying to move themselves up an economic ladder as opposed to somebody who is content with where they are, then yeah, that person does have a better chance than the person who's content at moving up. However, I would say that most people who are poor have some sort of aspiration, have some sort of economic, like no, nobody want to be poor all the time. Uh, however, I do think that um, if, if you look at the numbers in terms of economic mobility by race um, or economic by mobility in general, poor people are I can't remember. Poor people and middle class people are not very likely to 
live in means above their parents, live with means above their parents. Like it doesn't, and I don't think that that means that most poor people or middle-class people don't have aspirations or aren't trying to economically climb. I would just say that that means that there isn't, um, and, and I don't know, I, has, I it's hard to say it because it's like, it almost makes it like, uh, you, all this working shit is just up for chance. Like, uh, it's, it's luck. Like it's luck. Like I have, I've, I've had certain opportunities where I've gotten to meet certain people to where I'm in a position to where like, I feel like I have, my future has economic mobility in its forecast. Um, some people haven't got like that. Right. Like, and I think about one of my friends who graduated, he graduated from the same school I went to, but he lives in Polk County, Florida. And so when he went back home, um, you know, like the the, high, the the person he knows that makes the most money in his whole county makes like $85,000. So, you know, for him, like the 45 that he was making out of school, or I mean, I think he was making like 40, but he was like, I'm making that good bread. Up. You know, like he's like, that I'm making, up. I'm making hella bread. But in terms of um, ec- economically speaking, he's in the same tax bracket, the same uh, class classification as his parents who maybe both of them made 20,000 and so combined they made 40,000 but you're not you're not yeah like bro I mean that like people yeah no people like but but the thing is that like lower middle class is like 110,000 to like 350,000 you know like yeah yeah like you have to make $400,000 to not be considered middle class so and to not be considered impoverished or impoverished, you have to make like above, uh, I don't know, like 35, I think is, I know in Atlanta, the living wage is $15 an hour. You can't, you can't afford, and that was like three years ago. You can't afford to live in Atlanta if you don't make 15 an hour, which is like $32,000 a year. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like one bedroom, you know, bare minimum in the middle of Mechanicsville getting shot at and shit. So you know, standard of living, not that great, but you know, you can make it, I guess. Um, but like to, to the point that I'm trying to make, I guess, is as, uh, as people make these slow progressions generationally, cost of living is going up, mm-hmm. um, yep. co- uh, like expenses in terms of, um, healthcare, um, groceries, gas, like everything is getting more and more expensive while, like the minimum wage has been like seven twenty five since like nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. You know, so it's like there's not like the the, the system is designed to keep ninety eight percent of us exactly where the fuck we are. So okay. I, I, that, yeah, that's why I, I, I'll just push back against the, and, and it's hard for me to push back against it because then that almost is me like admitting like. I'm kind of dependent on some sort of external factor for me to have some sort of economic mobility. Well, that's kind of why I was asking. I'm trying to make sure I'm keeping my mentality separate from the realities of what's going on in the world. And, and that's and kind I, of why I asked that right question. Right, yeah. Some yeah, of it is the right place, right, Tom? Huh? Yeah, and that's what I'm some saying. Like, I think it's... saying the right things. Some of it and, is. And, 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 but a lot of it is like having the wherewithal to recognize that this recognize, is the right yes. place and this yes. is the uh-huh. right time. I need to make prepared. this move. Yeah. Like, and prepare be prepared to make that move. So it's like, you know, for you, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I wasn't growing up with you or nothing, but you had some sort of uh, family or around you that was telling you either that you're good enough to do this shit 
or uh, you need to be doing this shit because this is what we expect out of you, right? Oh, and, and, and this is what I'm asking. I mean, even JJ and Michael had somebody at their house telling them you're about to be the first black president. Or JJ, JJ said that he's from good times. Oh, times oh okay. Like, <laughs> like, um, and, and, and JJ being like a great painter, you know what I'm saying? And, and giving them the belief and dream that they could actually be whatever they want to be. But something was always going wrong to keep them out, keep them in the ghetto. So that's my question. Is but that, that is real. Yeah, that's reality is, for some that is, re- is that reality or is the whole concept, if you work hard, you can get to where you want to get reality? That's my question. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> at, Brooklyn, at Brooklyn High School, um, where, where I graduated from, if you have a 4.0, then you are in like the top 42% of the class or something like that. Like 40% of people who graduate from Brookwood have a 4.0, which means, which means that uh, anybody who goes to these state schools like UGA, they allocate a certain amount of spots to Brookwood students. So you could have a 4.0 and not get into UGA, not get into Georgia State, not get into all of these state schools because of the fact that there's just too many Gwinnett people who have this certain GPA, right? So think about a, um, a Black kid who's growing up in Gwinnett. You would, I grew up in Gwinnett, right? I and everybody would agree that a Black kid who grows up in Gwinnett, he has a more privileged style of living than a Black kid who grows up in, you know, zone two or some shit like that. You know, like, Absolutely. it's a different, different style of living, right? Absolutely. However, that Black kid, he does everything he needs to do gets a 4.0, or let's say he gets a 3.8, you know, 3.9 or something like that. Maybe he plays sports. He's not that great, but, you know, he's doing the things that he needs to do or that he was told he needs to do in order to have a great life. He graduates, can't get into UGA, can't get into Georgia State, has to go to, you know, let's say uh, Gwinnett Tech or, you know, uh, or uh, Georgia Gwinnett College. A lot of, a lot of, no, it's not, bro. It's not. not? I'm telling you, there, there are classmates that I went to school with that had a higher GPA than I did. I got a scholarship to go to Lehigh. They had a higher GPA than I did that went to Georgia Gwinnett Community College because they had to, they had to build up enough credits to transfer into one of these bigger schools. And it's also, they couldn't afford it. Yeah, they can't, or they couldn't afford it. They're like, they maybe, uh, like you get hope in, in, in Georgia. So, um, well, not if you go to like a private school, you could hope don't matter. Yeah, no, if you go to, yeah, yeah, no, not if you go to a private school, but I'm saying like for these community colleges, mm-hmm. hope would, hope would generally cover that expense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, then you're going to college. This is your first time being away from, uh, I guess, away from home, quote unquote, you're at Georgia Gwinnett College, but you're in an environment around people who are not looked at as these aren't like the uh, going to be the upper echelons of society. Right. So I'm just saying like, there is a path uh, and, and I guess you could argue that maybe this path is not very like uh, frequent, but all I'm saying is that from my experience, this happens a lot more often where people life just happens to them. And at some point the business that they was talking about starting in high school and going to engineering and doing all this, like, I wanted to be an engineer. I got to college and that shit, like, if I tried to be an engineer right now, I wouldn't have graduated from Lehigh. Maybe I'd be an engineer, but I would have had to transfer to a different school, 100%. So, see, and I guess that's where I kind of, I don't disagree. I think it's changed in 20 years that I've gone to college. I guess that's, that's kind of, your perspective kind of is interesting to me because 
you know, I, I didn't graduate with a 4.0 from my high school, but I was able to get into Mercer. So, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, but I think to your point, and, and this is what I didn't realize, that it may have been less competitive when I was going to school in comparison to being more competitive now. Is that are you saying? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely way more competitive to get into any any sort of decent school is way more competitive. Um, and I would I would even say that like schools aren't considering like they still consider diversity, right? But like if you Lehigh has like four percent black students, and so like they they push for diversity, but their diversity is like as long as we got enough black kids on campus to take a picture and put them in a pamphlet then we're good right so there's uh and obviously uh, this isn't talking about your generation specifically because i know y'all ain't that old but when like schools were first starting to get integrated like one there was the fight to get to the integration so black people had to you know we had to convince schools that we was okay enough to go to the school and then once it became like okay black people we should have integrated schools now all of these schools now have incentive to like okay we need to have a little bit more diversity or else they're going to start saying that we're racist or you know yada 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 so now you have a little bit of incentive let's accept a couple more black people um and get them in and not and again it's not saying none of these black people wasn't qualified i would say that these black people was probably qualified way back in the day too they just wasn't getting the opportunity um until we forced them to right so all that to say that even if even when people are dealt a hand that's, you know, better than, you know, Jay-Z, where Jay-Z started out at, that don't mean that, like, the obstacles that they face aren't going to be more effective than the obstacles that Jay-Z faced. Like, I'm sure Jay-Z faced some hella obstacles, but Jay-Z was the type of individual to where those obstacles, they either motivated him or did not keep him from getting to where he needed to get. Not everybody... But he's also also adding Jay-Z. He's also one mistake away from being in jail his whole life. Facts. So he's also yeah. taking risks where and he also in and he also has to operate within the, the right power structure. He he got a partnership with the NFL, but can't make a statement about black coaches not getting hired. So you know it's like how much where is Jay-Z in the hierarchy of wealth? Yeah. He ain't at the top. He ain't at the top, you know, like. Um, but he's he's higher than where we we are right now. And so hip hop, like, yeah, you know, yeah, hip hop. He's at the top, but that's not even real money. Like, and that, that's that's what black people black people don't even realize that. And and, and let me not Jay Z and Beyonce, they do got real money. Them niggas got bread. But I'm t- I'm thinking like Soldier Boy. That. Yeah, no, they and even them they don't got that Bill Gates, you know, yeah. Jeff Bezos yeah. bread. That's but also, different. even even if you talk about hip hop and let's talk about the NFL, they still made more people millionaires than probably any other industry ever like you like you being an engineer how many black how have they made how many black people millionaires me being in software how many black people have have became millionaires so we had to basically create this lane for us and it's not even for us because we could see how the NFL is treating Brian Flores. We and, see how many people got snaked out of their contracts and all this stuff. And and I and and I um, and I, I don't know if this is intentional, but I would look at how many NFL players go to the NFL. One, look at the average length of an NFL career. It's like two or three years. Yeah, so uh-huh. they go for they go for two or three years. Um, and then even these big name people who made a bunch of money, a lot of them graduate, uh, not graduate, but retire and then don't know how to manage their money and end up mm-hmm. broke, relatively broke anyway. So, you know, while. I agree. Yes, that gives us the LeBrons. That gives us the the um, 
I'll say a Marshawn Lynch because Marshawn Lynch managed his money very well. That yeah. gives us those people and those examples of uh, black people who have wealth and can do good things in the community. It also like those were the exceptions, you know, like LeBron, the, the all the things that LeBron has done with his money is abnormal. If you look at the average NBA player, because the average NBA player don't make as much as LeBron. So the average NBA player can't afford to do all that shit. And the average NBA player probably only plays in the league for four or five years. So, you know, if they're making $400,000 for four or five years, assuming they're spending X amount of dollars on travel and, you know, training and shit like that, you know, maybe these niggas got 1.52 million in the bank. You buy, you buy you a nice house and a nice car and you damn near not even a millionaire no more. So, so let me get, so let me get this straight. This house is making me sad. So, uh, so are we saying that I shouldn't aspire to be a basketball player? I shouldn't aspire to be an engineer. I should aspire to be a welder. Uh, no, no, no. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying nothing wrong with aspiring to be. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying. Maybe let me rephrase that. I have a better chance of becoming a welder (laughs) than a basketball player or an engineer. I would oh, definitely a basketball uh, yeah. player. I would say I would say I would say engineer engineers probably uh, I wouldn't say comparable, but like you got to go to schooling to get a welding degree. So or a welding certificate. So it's it's the same thing. You're gonna have to learn about some shit. So no, I mean, but I'm just I'm just saying yeah. you have to be you have to be intentional with the plan. Right. And this goes back yeah. to the conversation I was having with my mom about white supremacy. I think that black people have to recognize white supremacy as a reality, not to not as a reality in terms of like white people are supreme. But as a reality in terms of our system was built with that in mind, with that concept in mind. Navigate. Yeah, so we have no. to recognize the hurdles that's in our way. If we no, don't I, recognize- I, get, I get all that. I guess I'm just, yeah. No, I think I agree with everything what you said. I guess in my mind, I just wasn't willing to accept how dire it really is. But, that, but that's the thing is that Black people got to recognize that our goal has to be clear. Do we want Black people to have an equal, equal economic power as white people in this capitalistic society as it exists today if that's the case then we have to recognize that most black people are still going to be poor most black people are still going to be oppressed because most white people are poor and oppressed they just don't really know it like they like they just don't recognize it right so in a capitalistic society most people are not going to have a lot of bread like they may you know yeah, so most people are not going to have a lot of bread. So yeah, there they'll be. Maybe we'll be okay. Maybe we'll have the same chance as a white person to become a billionaire. But the chances of a white person becoming a billionaire, realistically, they're higher than a black person's, but they're not that great. Um, so we have to change our goal, like determine what our goal is. That our goal, or do we want a world where black people don't got to struggle? That is a different task. That is changing political thought and like that's like moving into like, do we do a socialistic capital, you know, a capitalistic socialism kind of mix, you know, like that's delving into that kind of thinking. I, I, I think I yeah, kind of got back to kind of what I was initially thinking. Is that the direct, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is that system? You know what I'm saying? That kind of like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think I think as a black people, we gotta have a conglomerate of meeting and we gotta say. Yo, niggas, what are we trying to do? No, we not Mississippi. Be my, my house. 
If y'all if y'all have it in Mississippi, I'm not going, so I'll be the lone black person left. I think the bigger point is one, we want white people to just leave us alone. Let's do our own thing. I'll try to burn down our city once we figure it out. Uh, <laughs> no, 100%. And I think, two, I think, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. And then, two, who's going to be the leader of this? I mean, we got to have some type of. How? How's going to be uh, the leader? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems stressful. We can't have 15 <laughs> people. We can't have 15 people up at the speeches and then we clap. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying, I need some actions. I'll, I'll be the leader. Some, some, no, I don't know if that's the best idea either, Daryl. Because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have us getting bombed and blowing the fuck up. Okay. I just need some actions and due dates. Like, can we can due we date? get those? I feel that. I feel that. I mean, I think I think we do need to. We need to make a black app, a black app that only black people can get, so that we can have conversations and figure out what the fuck we're trying to do. Because <laughs> that's our biggest problem right now is that we got too many different strategies about getting to where we're trying to get to. I mean, even like Republican Republican black folks, they just they just saying we just got to ingratiate ourselves with these niggas long enough, and they'll they'll think we're okay at some point. And like I don't know, maybe I guess maybe that's a good way to go about it. I just think it's stupid. I think they've shown us that. That's I mean, it's always stupid when um COVID comes around and then you under your dancing at the convention next day you like. Yeah, uh, we went way longer than I thought we were going to go in this conversation. I'm it's actually good because you know this was something that was like bothering me. So I'm happy that we can we can talk and express ourselves, and because that's what this this podcast you know is about. So I'm going to end with I guess the only question I'm going to ask you guys is is the only thing we can do is just get up tomorrow and just try to go about our daily lives. Well, like what is the solution? My, I mean, my philosophy is to be a better me tomorrow than I was today, and to try my best to make sure that the world's at least on its way to being better by the time I go to sleep. You know, and and even the most minute way possible. Um, uh, and I think about this, uh, and I, I know I've been real into allegories and like philosophical stories lately, but. Um, there was a story, it was like a short a book that I was reading and they had a short story and there was this guy walking along the beach and he was like throwing starfish into the ocean, right? And there was like thousands of starfish along this beach and some guy saw him and he was like, bro, it's going to take you forever to throw all these starfish into the ocean. Like, why, why, why would you even try? It doesn't make any difference. And the guy picked up a starfish and threw it into the ocean and he goes, it made a difference for that one. And that's what I'm going to leave y'all with. I heard that story before. That, that's not a new story. I heard that way. <laughs> I know, I, bro. I, that's what I said. It's, it's a common story. Yeah, I didn't say I made Char's it up. lip quivering. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make it up. I'm not saying. <laughs> Go ahead, Char. <laughs> I'm going to use the words of um, recent social, since we're doing social media, the recent social phenomena have the ground. He said, y'all have a good, good day. And if you can't have a good day, don't go ahead and send nobody else. So. Hey, that's, that's it there. <laughs> Yeah, if, if we could live by that one, the world would have we would have been fixed by now. Yeah, uh, obviously people are not living. Yeah, that I, don't, that I don't know how much bad shit has happened because a white man had a bad day. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> or, or a woman. What? A woman. <laughs> yes, it ain't. It ain't being. Uh, it ain't being a good philosophy to live by because they know by following it. 
<laughs> All right, so until next time, y'all. <laughs> Hey, but you gotta follow us on all the social media platforms. Oh my bad. My bad. Yeah, Daryl Daryl was just saying bye. He he forgot. Dude, we, this is a business. We we here for a reason. This is capitalism. I yeah, feel like we... Daryl said, "Well, I feel better now." So I no, I don't. Off. I don't feel better. Yeah, I, I feel like I just made everything. I made everything worse. To play video games. So, <laughs> I was like, I'm as good as I was, but I was. Yeah, so I, I think oh. I'm pretty much still even kill. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I calmed down from when I had that. That was a couple of days ago. So I'm, you know, I, I had my moment and, you know, no, y'all didn't help at all. Yeah, I Family Matters is a, not a realistic show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I guess it's more like good times. I didn't know. So now I have. Had me liking Carl Winslow like he wasn't the feds. Yeah, why did you say family matter? Why was that the the opposite? Because uh, like, she was watching the mouse at the top of my head. So like, why could it like Fresh Prince? Like, why was okay, it? Okay, no, Fresh Prince was too rich. They were rich. Oh, yeah. it, it ain't like no Fresh Prince. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I knew it wasn't that. Nigga. Hold family on. matter is that middle class. It's a, it's a middle class family trying to make. What it about my wife and kids in the hard streets of Chicago? Blackish, you know, bro. Blackish. Blackish. Blackish, my wife and kids, yeah. they run that thing. Still a little high in the past, though. I mean, both. <laughs> that was still high. An exec, exec at a marketing firm. I mean, at that's least, what I'm saying. They didn't talk about least, no scholarship when Shorty went to college yeah. either. They like, they uh-huh. can't <laughs> they did. At least Carl Winslow, yeah. and he could drop out and still have a job, and he's good. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we know Carl Winslow. At least he ain't make. If he, if he a cop, at minimum he make like sixty. And then Harriet. Was working at a department store, and then she like became a housewife. A housewife, so you know they at least represent like somewhat. That's what I'm saying. Business. They only had three rooms: the living room, the kitchen, and the upstairs. So it was a reasonably <laughs> sized house. You know, it wasn't too big. So, nah. <laughs> I, I, there was a professor, and uh, and uh, Uncle Phil was a lawyer, a That's partner. That's not the well, black. Will had his own his own guest house, bro. They they had his own. Hillary crib. had it first, and then then Will yeah. and Carlton moved in. All oh, right, yeah. y'all prove your point. All right, yeah. sign us out. Uh, yeah, no, we are on all anywhere that you can find a podcast. You can find a list of them, man. Make sure you like us, rate us five stars, um, share us with with about four or five friends. You know, we pushing that five thousand listens per episode mark. We trying to get to ten, so we you know we gotta. We got to push the limit, so make sure y'all send it to about three or four so we can get that number. We yeah, appreciate y'all. No. Oh, bro, man. we are recording. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, action. <laughs> yeah, we're going to resume. Cut that out. Cut that out. But yeah, no. Um, we appreciate y'all, and we love y'all, and until next time, peace. That's hilarious. Peace. I guess I, I got I to gotta let y'all know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I feel like I did that before. nothing from this episode. He's just like... We ain't gotta, gonna lie. We are not gonna lie. I went to the top. Bro, we gotta create spaces for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>